Hello, everyone. We've got some great M&M eating foley for you today. <laughs> because we were just at my bridal shower on Saturday. Don't do that. Yeah, that's going to fall over. <laughs> She's trying to put her laptop on top of my candle. I've had a long it's not a lit. Day. It's not a lit candle, and it's one with the lid, but I don't think it's a good idea. I think you were supposed to find that it's not lit, because yeah. people are like, isn't she a firefighter? Is she <laughs> electronics on top put of fire? Put that firefighter in jail. <laughs> So my bridal shower was on Saturday. Woo-woo! And my mom had prizes for everybody, um, because there were obviously little bridal shower games, but also... You're welcome. That was courtesy of Ma. Yes, that was. The games. And but, uh, virtually nothing else. Balloons! I brought balloons. <laughs> I did what your mom said to do. Yeah, there were typed instructions. It was a whole thing. But, uh... <laughs> There were prizes for these games, and my mom actually had enough prizes for everybody at the shower, so... Like a <laughs> participation trophy of sorts. Yeah, once again, if you want to complain about millennials getting participation trophies, ask yourself, who gave us the participation who trophies, gave us Janet? participation... Ooh, Janet, that's a good one. <laughs> Sorry. Um... Oh, yeah, but so I didn't know what any of these prizes were until, like, I went to the bathroom and came back and everybody was holding, like, Tupperware and measuring cups and little glass jars of M&M's. So, Abby obviously won a little glass jar of M&M's. <laughs> Marvin's gonna be like, ah, goddamn. <laughs> Sorry, Marvin, but... I hope you like your M&M's, Marvin. We love a good Foley effect on this podcast. Um... Oh, yeah, but I was telling Abby, like, I've never been... Yeah, a- she literally got me on a cliffhanger. She was like, hang on, I'll save it for the show, and then proceeded to set up for, like, three whole minutes. All right, tell me about this. Okay, so I've never been a get-out-of-my-car-and-yell-at-people kind of, like, road rage person, but mm-hmm. I am getting there, mm-hmm. because... Uh, there. So, today we had... I got a text, I got a call back, because there was a huge um, extra alarm fire, basically... And so they needed people to come back and man the station um, while all the other rigs were at this fire. So I'm, like, driving to the firehouse to, like, do fire shit because there is a fire. And this fucking brain-dead Philistine behind me is, like, somehow in a in a bigger, more important hurry than I am. Because she keeps... So, like, traffic at the light is backed up, right? And there's, like, a smaller, like, uncontrolled intersection between me and the light. Mm-hmm. And so what do you do? New Yorkers, you know what I'm talking about. Don't block the fucking box. So I'm waiting, like, behind the crosswalk. Like, I'm not going to stand in the intersection while I wait for the traffic to clear. So there's a gap between me and the car in front of me because I'm leaving the intersection clear. Okay. And this lady fucking honks at me. And I'm like, I'm not going to stand in an uncontrolled intersection so that you can feel better about being, like, 10 feet in front of where your car currently is. Oh my god, I hate that shit. Like, traffic is not moving, ma'am. So anyway, whatever. I'm like, dumb asshole. So we keep driving. Then the same thing happens again, except this time instead of an intersection, it's a firehouse. This is a Chicago Fire Department firehouse, and it's got that like cross-hatched white paint on the street. Mm-hmm. And, and you have a firefighter sticker on your fucking car. Yeah, and you know, there's a sign that says like, don't block the driveway or what- whatever, because like, it's yeah. the apron of the firehouse, and if they need to get out and go to a fire, you. like, you can't be blocking their driveway. Right. She honks at you again. She honks at me again. <laughs> And I literally, I, like, point at the firehouse, and I'm sure she didn't hear me, but I yelled, there's a fucking firehouse. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to stand in front of this firehouse once again so you can feel better about your pointless little life and whatever pointless little errand you're running. Damn. And then, like, later on, she, like, 
passes me on the right where there's like no right lane. You know how sometimes people get in the right turn lane and go around you yeah. and she like cuts me off and I'm like, congratulations, you are finally now like a couple feet in front of me. Mm-hmm. Do you feel better about your life? Mm-hmm. Oh, I was so fucking annoyed. But That's I was so like, nice. if she had honked at me a third time, I was ready to just like throw the parking brake and get out there and yell at her <laughs> and be like, I promise you, it is not that fucking serious. <laughs> My mom would always used to be like, leave 10 minutes earlier. Like, <laughs> such anytime, a mom. Like, no matter what the problem was. What a mom response. Exactly. They, I'm like, mom, they can't hear you. She's like, I know, but I feel better. I did. I felt better after yelling at that lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's, like, my favorite thing is we were at a red light trying to... We were, we were in the right turn lane trying to turn right at a red light with a sign that says no turn on red. And the car... <clears throat> there's two cars in front of me. And the car directly in front of me honks, like, twice at this red light Mm -hmm. and the car in front of me just opens their window and like puts their finger out with their index finger and just goes and points at (laughs) At the the do not turn yeah (laughs) i thought that was the funniest thing that's what i would have done yeah (laughs) like what the right because sometimes you're like why isn't anybody going and then you're like oh yeah like i've definitely like that king of the hill meme where it's like if these people could read they'd be very upset (laughs) 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 oh man Jack sometimes, like, gets on my case about, like, being maybe a little bit too fearless, because I'm like, I know I shouldn't get out and yell at people in traffic, because that's how you, like, get shot on the Dan Ryan. Correct. But, man, I was tempted. Like, a couple of times I've, like, gone out into the, <coughs> gone out onto the sidewalk with a baseball bat to break mm-hmm. up a fight, mm-hmm. and Jack is like, hear me out, what if someone larger than you grabbed the baseball bat and hit you with it? And I was like, oh, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> Is that why you're mad when I run outside with a baseball bat into the middle of a fight? And yes. he's like, yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> She's got spunk, kids. <laughs> but not brains. <laughs> um, that's another podcast entirely, I think. <laughs> um, also, I was... I was Listening to the last episode that was released, and we didn't do our intro, so... Oh my gosh, I think I thought it was a Patreon episode. Uh, well, the la- well, we did one Patreon, and we did one regular. The oh. regular one, we didn't introduce ourselves, and I was like, well... Hope you yeah, know, know who we are. are right now. It's fine. It's fine. But today, um, I have an old-timey crime for you, and I hope you're excited because this crime has the three B's. Boobs? But they're different. One of them is boobs. Yes! Any other guesses? Brawls. Mm. Mm-hmm. Bars. Mm. Beer. Bears. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm trying to think of a gun that starts with B. On second thought, maybe it doesn't have as many B things in it as I thought it did. It has one B. <laughs> boobs? Maybe two Bs, because it's boobs. I was going to say. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, okay, let's get started. What size were the boobs? We could get meta I with this B-ness. I It was the 30s, so probably small. My ex-girlfriend sent me a meme that's like uh, six months into powerlifting. Boobs has left the chat. And I'm like, that's a mood. But now I basically don't have to wear a bra if I don't want to. So. There you go. Thanks, lats. 
Do you want to do the intro? Oh, sorry. I was about to just jump into this case and <laughs> Remember when we didn't do our intro? That was dumb. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that is being my best friend in a nutshell. Remember when we did that? It was dumb. Anyway, let's do it again. <laughs> This is the Queers for Fears podcast, the podcast where two queer women discuss the things in life that scare them, whether they're based in reality or the paranormal. I haven't done that one in a while. Yeah. Um, today, we are talking about a murder. Dun, dun, dun. There we go. I was like, give me something. <laughs> um, Wait, real quick. Speaking oh of the paranormal. Every time. Yeah. I, so I told you I've been watching the fucking... Um, Bly Manor. Yeah. Which I told you to watch two years ago. Yeah, I was going to say, like, rewind to, like, our third fucking episode where Abby's like, watch it. <laughs> it's finally happening. Okay, but I'm only on the second episode, and I don't know why that thing keeps appearing in the mirror behind her, but I've been watching this on my... Ta- so I've been watching this on my tablet, like, while I'm, like, on my treadmill at home if it's, like, too shitty to run outside. And I, one of these days, I am going to, like, jump out of my skin and injure myself. I am certain. Yeah, please do not watch it on your treadmill. I can give you so many other good treadmill shows, boo, that will not injure you because you're freaked out about, like, this creepy-eyed but, thing. But, oh my god, they when they locked her in the closet and she mm-hmm. saw it in the mirror in the closet, I was like, oh, fuck. And the, like, door to the room behind me was, like, slightly ajar. And no. I was like, this is how I die. It's the, a no for me. The glowy-eyed ghost is gonna kill me while I'm on the treadmill. Or it's the way to set a PR for your mile run on your treadmill. <laughs> Other side of that coin. My Fitbit is gonna be like, what the fuck are you doing? Running and being scared, Fitbit. <laughs> Weirdly, your heart rate and the calories you burned are the same. <laughs> are you good? We are. F- oh, that reminds me. I wanted to see where I am in the Fitbit challenge. So we do this fucking Fitbit challenge. The f- however many of us there are, five plus randomly Susan, Jackie's mom. <laughs> And Shout I think I've complained about this before on the show. Shout out, Susan. Sit your ass down. She's a, <laughs> she's a snowbird, so she spends all winter long in Arizona playing pickleball and hiking and crap. Like, the other day, I, like, fought a semi-fire, and then, like, the I the other day I was, like, chopping wood and like, doing all this, like, intensive stuff. And then I'm, like, I've got to be whipping ass in this Fitbit challenge. And I check, and it's, like, you are 140 steps ahead of Susan. I'm, like, what the fuck is Susan doing? <laughs> She got, like, annoyed with me when I went through Academy last summer, because I finally started kicking her ass in the Fitbit challenge, and we went to a- we had a pool party at Jackie's, and Susan was like, what the hell are you doing all day? And I was like, I am being tortured, Susan. (laughs) Let me have this. I'm being yelled at. It's not worth it, Yeah. let me have this one victory. Now, what the hell? What are you doing? I worked- I went on this callback today, then I went for a three-mile run. I am 300 steps ahead of Jackie, and that's it. Sit your ass down, Jackie. Can't believe this. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> the word I'm looking for is anyway. <laughs> Let's get started. Oh, wait. So I thought of another another B. Barbers. Boobs. Barbers. Not, not bad bar. That's different. <laughs> Boobs. Barbers. Oh, fuck. What's the third B? Battlestar Galactica. Mm, we'll get to it. I'm gonna now. I'm gonna just every time you come across, we come across like a bee noun in this story. I'm gonna be like, that's another bee. Okay. 
Marvin, if you come up with a snappy sound effect for that's another B. Birmingham. That would be great, but no pressure. Birmingham? Maybe. <laughs> anyway. Bribing you with a jar of M&M's. Um, <clears throat> Raymond Lasimba was born in Hale County, Alabama in 1894 to a low-income family and worked as a sharecropper. Bama. There's a B. Until his brother-in-law. Brother-in-law. Paid, okay, can we stop? It's already <laughs> annoying. <laughs> and paid for him to attend barber school in Birmingham. <laughs> I said stop, it's annoying. I saw two coming up. (laughs) Folks described him as a pale, portly man with beady red rimmed and green eyes and a high nasal voice. He sounds unpleasant. (laughs) There's a bee bummer. This guy is here again. He also had red hair, red hair that was green, and a hand-me-down robe, just kidding, red hair (laughs) greased (laughs) on the back of his head. His neighbors said he was, quote, less than a half-wit, as school had never been his thing, but where he lacked intelligence, he made up with charm, as he was popular with women. Now, we've all dated one of those, am I right? You just described how unattractive and unpleasant this guy is, and it's like, but he was a lady killer. Well, it's like very... Who the hell else was living in Birmingham those days that this guy was like the catch of the day? Well... Hot damn. The catch of the day. Well, anyway. During his time in Birmingham, James met a woman named Maud Duncan and formed a relationship with her. Fun fact... B. Banging. <laughs> fun fact... My aloe vera plant is named Maud. Is that the one that was poking me in the head? No, that's Mel. <laughs> okay. They all have M names. Huh. And by they all, I mean all two plants that I have. <laughs> I don't have any other plants. I have very simple plants to take care of, and that is it, because I will kill anything else. Yeah, same. I got a fake plant at the shower, so hopefully I don't kill that. <laughs> anyway, on October 8th, fun fact, that's Bruno Mars's birthday. Bruno. Do you, do you, um, you haven't seen Encanto, so I'm not going to do the easy joke. No, I was going to say, there's a, we don't talk about Bruno joke here, but I don't know who Bruno is or why we don't talk about him, but yeah. I'm adhering to the, I'm adhering to this rule very carefully it's because I- trauma, that's what it is. Because I don't know who he is. And if nothing you're, to say about if him. you're like, what kind of weirdo is Abby that she knows Bruno Mars's birthday off the top of her head? It's because when I was typing these notes, we had just done a lesson about Bruno Mars in Spanish class because we did a whole unit on Afro-Latinos. Oh, okay. And it- he was one of them. <laughs> I thought you were just going to be like, we had done a lesson on Bruno Mars in Spanish. I'm like, that doesn't answer what kind of weirdo knows Bruno <laughs> Mars's birthday. In fact, I think it further deepens the mystery. I mean, I'm like, his birthday is, like, you he know, is for a birthday. Spanish one. Yeah. Anyway, oh my god, I'm gonna... There's gonna be two murders in this. <laughs> the person I talk about and Elliot. That's where the brawl comes in. Oh god. <sighs> anyway, I know it's another B. Besties. You couldn't possibly. On October 8th, 1914, the two became husband and wife until his dark tendencies led to their divorce. Any guesses what the dark tendencies were? Don't think too dark. I was going to say... Think, like, pretty uh, tame dark. Either drinking or cheating. Oh, really? No. It was kinky sex. Huh. She didn't like the kinky sex. Maybe it might have... One of the sources said, like, BDSM, but, like... He is for bondage. I That's hate, good enough for me. I hate you. <laughs> I'm so mad that I made this joke again, and now it's biting me in the butt. Okay. 
Buyer's remorse. That's another B. <laughs> Can I get through these notes, please? I'm literally on page two of 11. Comment on this episode when you got tired of this gag. I want to know. <laughs> like the exact time on the recording. Yeah, which, which B was it? You see, James's desire for sadistic and kinky activities uh, from Duncan startled her and drove a wrench into their relationship. And not long after, the two were divorced. After his divorce, Lasemba changed his name and started calling himself Robert James. Then he moved to Kansas and opened a barbershop where he met his second wife. I mean, he really was a new man. He really was. Um, According to 1925 Kansas State Census records, while he was there, James married a woman named Vera May and lived a quiet life for a short while, at least records don't show anything out of the ordinary, until one day an enraged man approached James brandishing. Can you brandish a gun? You can brandish a gun. Yeah, sure. Wave it around. Brandishing a gun. Yeah. I literally wrote in my notes, can you brandish a gun? Is that just a knife thing? I'm sure Question I could mark. have pressed. Uh, a sh- he was a shotgun accusing James of getting his daughter pregnant behind his wife, Verame's back. During this time, just a quick BTW, James received $4,000 from his uncle's death that he was sole beneficiary of on his life insurance policy. Hmm. So... After the gun had been waved in his face, with his mind on his money and his money on his mind, uh, he abandoned Vera May and hit the road for North Dakota, where he wound up in Fargo, and he opened up yet again another barbershop with this insurance money, presumably, and married his third frickin' wife. Damn. She would not- Oh, I was gonna say bigamy, but now there's three of them. She would not- She would prove not to be as lucky as the first two, unfortunately. Um, James's third wife was Winona. Oh, wait, here. I want your live reaction to this picture of, uh, Robert S. James. You know, it's short for Robert. Bob. Bob. No. Here is, ooh, I didn't mean to knock that thing. Here is a photo of What a strange angle. And the caption reads, Resorts to snakes? Question mark. (laughs) This is like, what is the opposite of a three-quarter profile? Like, what a strange, unflattering angle to This it. angle shows off all of his double chins. I will say that. This not to body not to body shame. Raises. Double chins are totally nor- normal. But I like, would also have several chins if someone photographed me at this Right, angle. exactly. Anyone would have. He's like, you because can... Because he's slightly turning. He's Yeah, he's like looking over his shoulder at the photographer. The uh, James's third wife was Winona Wallace that you met after opening his Spargo Barber Shop in Berber... Berbershire in 1932 and shortly after they got married. But James did something different this round because the third time is the charm. The snake charm? Any guesses what James did? What did James do to help their relationship? I don't know if I'm supposed to follow the BDSM thread or the snakes thread or if he <laughs> fucked a snake. I don't know <laughs> where I'm supposed to be going with this. Well, I'm going to guess he tied his wife up with a snake. No, more brandishing. Brandished a snake. Someone. 
someone good at Photoshop that listens to this podcast. I know one out of 12 of you that are listening is good at it. I need you to make like a like a snake dressed in like a stereotypical BDSM outfit. Thank you so much. It will make my day. <laughs> Wearing like a single stiletto like on the end of its tail. Yes. <laughs> um well, he immediately took B out... is for a ball gag. That's good enough for me. He immediately took out a life insurance policy on her of $14,000. Oh, boy. In the year of our Lord, 1932. Checkoff's life insurance policy right there, folks. Yeah, which I did not adjust for inflation, but I'm guessing it's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, possibly inspired by his newly weighted bank account, thanks to his uncle's death. Three months after Wallace and James wed, the two took a trip down to Colorado Springs for their for their honeymoon, where things took a turn for the worse. Uh, Colorado Springs is not even on the top ten places I would go for my honeymoon. But yeah. I guess if you're, I don't know. I don't know. If you're planning on, well. It's not even my top ten places in the American West that I would go for a honeymoon. <laughs> no offense, Colorado Springs. I mean, you got, like, in Dakota, you got, uh, I don't know, the 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 Badlands? Is that... Black Hills. The Black Hills? Yeah. yeah. You could you could see some mountains. Shit to do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> More bees. Winona was driving uh, the car, and they visited Pikes Peak, which is, fun fact, the highest summit of the Rocky Mountains hmm. in the Front Range. I don't know anything about the Rocky Mountains. I've never been, but... Um, Wallace lost control of the vehicle as she was driving and drove off the side of the peak. And wouldn't you know it, James jumped out of the car in the nick of time, but his wife hurtled down, trapped inside their vehicle. At least according to what James said. Hmm. James ran for help, and by the time they reached Wallace, they found her unconscious but alive outside of the vehicle. Her head was badly wounded from the accident. Oh, and also, side note... Nothing to do with the accident, I am sure. But there was also a bloody hammer laying behind the car. Hmm. Totally nothing. Unrelated. You know, people just take their bloody hammers and On their throw, them, <laughs> throw them off uh, the cliff when they're done with them or whatever the hell. I don't know. Winona spent two weeks in a Colorado hospital until she finished her recovery um, in their vacation rental she had no memory of the car accident. So I guess that's a blessing and a curse, maybe? Not uncommon with a head injury. Right. During her recovery, James walked to the grocery to a grocery store for supplies and asked a grocer for a lift back to his wife. The 30s were wild. <laughs> Absolutely wild. Hey, man. Can you, hey, hey, say. Say get there. A can I? And a ride? <laughs> Is this the grocery store or Uber? <laughs> Well, now Uber does both. It, like, lets you run oh errands. Oh, my God. It- we've come full fucking circle. <laughs> History does not <laughs> does not repeat, but it rhymes. I'm like, what a weird, stupid time where the person who gives you food can also drive you somewhere. <laughs> How wacky would that be? And Abby's like, ma'am. Uber does that now. According to, sorry, <laughs> I skipped a whole paragraph. During, uh, oh yeah, so the pair, the grocer and James came back and they found Winona lying on her back in a water-filled tub, dead. Wait, what? Yeah, they just came back, found his wife dead in the tub. Not weird. Totally. P is for bathtub. Totally. <laughs> 
according to a medical examiner, James said she was self-conscious about her head wound and wanted to wash her hair against the advice from her doctor and that she must have slipped into the tub in, an at- in her attempt after he had left. Her death was ruled an accidental drowning and James collected the insurance money. And that was that. Until it wasn't. Are we getting to this part with the snakes? Yeah. Oh, sick. Soon. Um. How long do I have to think of a type of snake that starts with B? <laughs> like a page. Ah, shit. Um. With what was that a small fortune, James returned to Alabama, where he took up a sexual relationship with his 18-year-old niece. Oh, man. You might remember her. Her father was the one that paid... B for is James, for blech. Paid for James to go to barber school. Ick. Yeah, great payback, man, on that loan. Jesus. <laughs> James convinced his niece to run away with him to California. He opened another barbershop. How many fucking barbershops has this man opened? Like three? Four? Like one barbershop per wife, essentially. <laughs> um, where she could work as a manicurist. Somewhere along the way, in an attempt to increase his fortune, he married a fourth woman named Ruth Thomas in New Orleans in the year 1934. Their marriage was the shortest of all of James's, uh, spoiler alert, there are seven. Shut up. Nope, I will not. <laughs> As he annulled it right away after she refused to take out a short, uh, out, uh, blah, 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 blah. gotta try that again. Their marriage was the shortest of all of James's as he annulled it right after she refused to take out a life insurance policy. She is reported as saying, quote, people who take out a life insurance policy shortly end up dead, end quote. The woman read true crime, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Saving lives He is for bullet dodge. Mm-hmm. However, James was, all, was able to add to his finances thanks to his accident-prone nephew, Cornelius Wright. Who, while on home while home on leave for the military, was convinced by his uncle to take out a life insurance policy with James as the beneficiary. Come on, James he is for beneficiary. <laughs> James loaned Wright his vehicle, and Wright ended up driving off a cliff and dying in the accident. What? The mechanic who examined B is for there's something wrong with the fucking brakes on this thing. <laughs> At first, I was like, fucking doesn't start with B. It's like a pterodactyl situation where it's just <laughs> b-fucking. B-fucking. <laughs> b-fucking. Yeah. I had to say it. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> the mechanic who examined the vehicle after the crash said that it looked like someone had tampered with the steering wheel. Oh, it with- wasn't the brakes. Damn. James collected his money from his nephew's insurance policy and continued on with his niece to California. You know, soups cash. <laughs> Mary Bush was a Bush. T- tall and beautiful babe, blonde, who spent her teenage years growing up in Hudson Township, which uh, is now so- called something else, but it's south of Alexandria, Virginia. Eventually, she moved to California and answered an ad for a man- manicurist. Why can't I say this word? At a large barbershop that was being run by James in March of 1935. B is for bad idea. James convinced Mary to marry him a month after taking the job. I cannot imagine marrying someone in a month. Marrying your boss. I can't imagine, like, 
I am so weird and like slow at everything when it comes to relationships. I can't imagine having sex with someone in a month of dating them. Like I can't. I literally cannot. Yeah, I know. I'm weird. Don't at me, everybody. No, nope. I'm just like, I was prepared to agree with whatever you're going to say. And then you were like sex. And I was like, well, I'm a hoe. Well, like, no, it's not even that. It's just a personal preference. No, no, yeah, I'm not absolutely. shaming anyone. No, no, I thought you were going to say, like, oh, I couldn't imagine, like, falling in love with someone. Oh, with I couldn't. Fair. Yeah, never, no. And my, like, having a one-night stand now and again ass. I mean, I had, like, one or one two of those, but yeah, I, yeah. Anyway. Marriage after a month? No. No. Monogamy after a month? No. I would assume, if someone asked me to marry them after a month, I would assume they are a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Interesting you should say that. <laughs> because I would be right. <laughs> um, James convinced Mary to marry him a month after taking the job, and James took out a $10,000 life insurance policy on her. Three months later, she was pregnant. No. And James was looking to cash in. Pregnant. Mm-hmm. So, James made a, ma- made a plan with a man. Sorry, had a rhyming word moment where I couldn't do that uh, with a man named Charles Hope. Hope was a financially burdened ex-sailor and working as a fry cook. Someone said he was a... One of my sources said he was a hot dog stand guy. So, sure. Um, but he was barely like... He was struggling ex-sailor with fry cook. Was it Mr. Krabs? <laughs> <laughs> this is his back... <laughs> B is for backstory. This is Mr. Krabs' origin story. Oh, no! Oh my god. Okay. So, Mr. Krabs. Ah, the plant is stuck in my hair. All right, we're good. (laughs) Sorry. What's this plant's name again? Mel. Mel. Down, Mel. Down. Mel is getting personal. This is a plant equivalent of when you go to someone's house and their dog humps their leg. (laughs) I'm talking to you, Annie. My parents' dog is always humping Abby. It's the worst. Anyway. (laughs) It's also always me. (laughs) Like. There are like eight other people in the room, and she's like, "This bitch." I'll have what she's having. (laughs) (laughs) But like, to be fair, it's like not to be weird. But anytime I'm hanging out with Annie, I'm also on my period, so I think that might be part of it. That she's like, "Oh, you're in heat." Suddenly, I am also horny. I don't know because I've also heard with female dogs, it's like establishing the pecking order. So she probably like maybe she like knows that. Like, she's noticed that you're, like, around our family a lot, and she's like, I gotta put this bitch in her place, though. <laughs> Alpha, my ass. I'm an eight-pound humping machine. <laughs> the worst part is that my mom refers to it as being rude. Like, that's her euphemism <laughs> for our dog, like, humping my best friend. And I'm like, mom, you can just be like, dog, stop humping my best friend. <laughs> So weird. Oh no. My parents are such Puritans and it's, it makes everything ten times weirder. <laughs> anyway. anyway. How the hell did we get here? Oh, because your plant was your plant was getting handsy with my hair. Um he was so Charles was a customer at James Barbershop, and eventually James convinced the two to begin to create a plan. Charles was convinced by James to conspire in murdering Mary. Oh my god. Uh, as long as he would get half the insurance money. So, five five G's. B is for bros? Bribery? <laughs> 
the pair knew that they had to be creative so as not to be so as not to seem suspicious. Don't, don't be, be suspicious. suspicious. Don't, don't be suspicious. suspicious. It had to appear like the like a death that couldn't be linked to them. It had to appear to be an accident. So their first attempt was to poison Mary with black widow spiders, which ultimately failed. Oh my god. I know. Then Charles had an idea. He and the Grinch got a wonderful, awful idea. <laughs> he knew a guy named Snakey Joe. Shut up. No, he didn't. Let me see these notes. They're just making shit up. Snakey Joe. <laughs> Can you imagine being a guy who your thing is like you hook people up with... You're a fucking snake whisperer and you hook people up with snakes. <laughs> like... Wouldn't you be like, I don't know, like, I would, I would go by like, I don't know. I would think of something better than snaky. Joe the snake guy. Or like rattler or something. Rattler. I don't know. Cottonmouth, cottonmouth Cotton Joe. Mouth Joe. <laughs> Where did you go? Where's my murder snake, cottonmouth Joe? No, he's snaky Joe. Come on. You're <laughs> a bum. Oh. B is for bum. It's the best name you can come up with for yourself is Snakey Joe. You're a fucking bum. One of my sources said Snakey Joe and one of them said Snake Joe. And I just think <laughs> Snakey Joe is even funnier. So I went with it. Um, Snakey Joe sounds like a nickname for your ex. Like the guy's It a fucking sounds like a sex move. <laughs> hey, babe, you want to try the Snakey Joe? I don't think your dick is supposed to bend that way, but okay. Um... <laughs> But Snakey Joe would sell them. <laughs> he would sell them rattlesnakes. See, God, that's so cool. But he went by Snakey Joe. Snake Joe, more like snakes. Oh no, am I right? <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Tired of this motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking Joe. <laughs> he just brings it out. It's like wrapped around him at like Britney Spears at the VMAs, like. <laughs> Hey guys, he's like wearing the green like crop top catch. <laughs> oh, they have names too. The snakes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was kidding, but I was so Charles, hoping I was right. Charles hit up Snakey Joe. On <laughs> um, I don't know what could only what I can only imagine was Snapchat, Snake Chat. <laughs> I don't know Craigslist. Oh my gosh, hang on. I have a friend. I have a friend who like was always kind of she's like so mild-mannered and sweet but she was always like the wild child of our friend group mm -hmm. like if someone was like i'll go to one day of lala she'd be like i'm gonna do all the days of lala and i'm mm -hmm. gonna stay awake using cocaine mm -hmm. and you're just like girl what anyway now she but she's like a, a wonderful human being and i'm super proud of her because now, now she's working for um a county health department out east in overdose prevention mm -hmm. and okay. um she, oh, fuck, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. She texted me the other day. She was like, I feel so old. I'm like, what? She's like, we just had this, like, like seminar on, like, how teens are selling each other drugs on Snapchat, and I don't even know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, what the heck are you talking about? Oh like, God, Snapchat, Marketplace? What the fuck? That's how I feel all the time anything, when my students are doing something Anything wrong. higher tech than someone, like, walking through a red line train going loud, loud is too high tech <laughs> for me. <laughs> <laughs> Loose squares. <clears throat> uh, but he, but Charles purchased two diamond-backed rattlesnakes from him. He had brought, he had bought these snakes under the guise that he had a rabbit problem, and thought he is for bunnies, and thought rattlesnakes might be the best way to fix it. 
Joe was skeptical, but didn't read too much into it. And because sold- he's the fucking snake guy. <laughs> Joe's the snake People guy. in glass houses should not throw snakes. <laughs> Joe was skeptical, but didn't read too much into it, and sold two snakes to him named... Oh my god, hang on. Can, can I have another drink? Yeah, need another drink before get, I hear these snakes' names. Get me another one. Okay. Another one. Are you... Am I building suspense about yes. what these snakes are named, Very listener? Cool. You should think about two... They are alliterative names. If that helps if you think, have bee names, I'm gonna shit. <laughs> um, I want to be, I want to be fucking slamming a cold one when I learn these fucking ooh. snakes are named. I love that history has preserved this detail for us. Blackberry, I know, blackberry lemon. lemon. That's like, ma'am, that sounds like summer in a can. Uh, All right, that sounds like some. Well, that's summer in a can. I do declare that's better than the sarsaparilla on mom's <laughs> porch back home. <laughs> um. What are the snakes named? <laughs> they are named Lethal and Lightning. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> no way. To hope. <laughs> Come on. This guy felt like he had to make up for it somewhere. He's like, God damn, I let this snaky Joe thing get out of hand when I could have had a cool name. <laughs> I had to give my snakes cool names. And his snakes sound like fucking race cars. <laughs> Give me a fucking Yeah, that snake's full name was Lightning McQueen. That's exactly (laughs) it. And the other snake was named Lethal Weapon. (laughs) Um let's uh let's talk a little bit about rattlesnakes for a second. I fucking was studying for my paramedic school entrance exam and there was a whole chapter on environmental emergencies and it's mostly like hypothermia and heat stroke and shit. But there's a whole section on like scorpions, <laughs> there's jellyfish, a, there's a pit snake vipers. Yeah, pit vipers. I'm like, I am never going to have to treat a fucking scorpion. St- well, now that I've said it, probably tomorrow it's gonna be like boop, 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 code one, fucking scorpion sting. I'm gonna call up Scorpion Joe, <laughs> and, and I'm gonna right. find one. I have and a job for you. I'm gonna do it in. <laughs> Sorry, redact that. Marvin, I'm going to do it in the town of which you work, and you're going to be like, this hoe. Oh my anyway, gosh. Um, Chicago's a little too chilly for rattlesnakes, so I was like, I don't really know much about rattlesnakes, except that they have like a rattly tail. I mean, you know, there was a Chance the Snapper, that alligator that yes! got let loose in the Humboldt Park we Lagoon a couple should, summers we ago. We should do a Patreon episode about Chance oh the Snapper. Oh my god, that would be so we much totally fun. should. Um, I'm but- still mad at myself for not buying a Chance the Snapper t-shirt. <sighs> oh well. If you have a chance to snap a t-shirt, hit me up. Okay. Rattlesnakes are the leading contributor contributor to snake bite injuries in North America, but rarely bite unless provoked or threatened. If treated promptly, the bites are seldom fatal, at least in the 21st century. And the venom of snake bites is a mixture of hemotoxins and neurotoxins, mostly hemotoxins, which target tissues and blood causing hemorrhaging and necrosis. Their venom is a cocktail of chemical elements and neurotoxins target the neurosystem, some of which can cause paralysis. So not a great way to go out. I was going to say, a lot of these, like, bite toxins, the danger is that it's going to paralyze, like, your respiratory system, essentially, or and or your heart. Yeah. <clears throat> Sounds like a terrible fucking way to go out. Yeah. Not a, not a good time. 
But, B I mean, is for bad times. Yeah, I mean, you're in California. You want this to look like an accident. I guess a snake bite is... I mean, you tried the Black Widow thing, and that didn't work. Anyway. But this man... This woman is like... Rasputin. I'll tell you in a second. Don't worry. Get him, Mary. Um, she went, she went down with a fight. I will say that. B is for bad bitch. Um, so here's what happened on the night of August 4th, 1935. And I will say... If you want to skip 15 seconds, uh, go for it. Just throwing that out there. I'll wait for you to find the skip button. Okay. James blindfolded and tied Mary to a table and said a doctor would be arriving to perform an abortion, which James had convinced her to have. But instead of her doctor, Charles came in with the box of two snakes. So shitty that he did that. Anyway. This whole thing is shitty, but I think it was very shitty that he was like, let's just tie you up while this procedure happens. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. Anyway, um, on a much lighter note, I can only presume that Charles followed the following steps in his effort with this box. One, cut a hole in the box. <laughs> Two, put your snake in that box. Three, make her open the box. Four, and that's the way you do it. <laughs> Hope and James poured some whiskey down Mary's throat, grabbed her leg, and put it through an opening in the box. The snakes bit Mary on her leg three times, and Charles and James thought that this would be enough and waited for the snake venom to set in. Charles waited inside a car in the garage, and James would give him the occasional update. But the venom didn't work. So they were like, well, fuck. (laughs) Now what are we going to do? So... Plan B. Yeah, well, plan C at this point, because the spiders didn't work. This is a B episode, ma'am. Oh, my God, I'm sorry. Um, so I heard two differing stories for this. I heard first that he drowned her in the bathtub in the house, and then I heard he drowned her in, like, a koi pond in the backyard. Either way, he drowned his wife. Again. Um, and then approached Charles and said, well, that's it. This is his sixth wife, I think, or seventh, maybe. I I lost track. (laughs) Charles said he walked in the bathroom and saw Mary lying on the floor outside the bathroom dead. He helped James by grabbing her head while James grabbed her feet, and together the two placed Mary's body next to a fish pond in the backyard. You know, so it would look like an accident. (laughs) Um, the next day at his barbershop, James invited some of his friends over, uh, to have dinner, and they expected that Mary would also be home cooking dinner, um, but they were alarmed when she wasn't. Playing the worried husband, he told the friends how he hadn't seen Mary in quite a while, and how they should go look for her throughout the neighborhood. What a fucking psychopath. This one, I can't, this one set off so many alarm bells yeah. for me. Uh-huh. It's like, oh yeah, I have you now that I have you all over for dinner. Now that you mentioned it, I haven't found my wife. Let's all go look. Mm-hmm. What? After searching the neighborhood, James suggested checking outside by the pond. Again, what? Like, bro, suggest- if you've been wondering where your wife is, why didn't you look outside yeah, the pond before did- you invited us over for exactly. dinner? Exactly. After searching the neighborhood, James suggested checking outside by the pond, and there the three found Mary dead with a black and blue punctured leg. The authorities came in, dubbed the death an accidental drowning, and James was in the clear. Until he wasn't. Boo. <laughs> okay. James attempted to seek double indemnity for the death of his wife, 
but the insurers refused to pay, which resulted in lawsuits. The buzz around his attempt to collect the money started a new investigation into Mary's death and the ex- and an examination of his ex, Winona, Winona's head wounds. Upon exhumation of Wallace's body, they found two skull fracturing blows to the head, blows caused by a hard moving object like a hammer. Mm-hmm. B is for ball peen. Rather than her... <laughs> the funniest kind of hammer. Rather than her head hitting against a hard object, um, like like what an Emmy would expect from a car accident, right? Especially B is for basilar skull fracture. Like the hammer. <laughs> like the hammer they had found at the crime scene. The authorities bugged his house with audio recorders. They heard James engaging in acts with many women, including his niece, which was enough to arrest him for incest, which was a felony offense in California. At Damn. The time. Got his ass. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting them to get him for right? that. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Tax fraud. Surely. JK. <laughs> um, in the meantime, Charles, drunk at a bar, bragged about how he and James had gotten away with murder. The bartender informed the police, and soon Charles Hope was arrested as well. Because of Charles' confession, James was later charged with murder. His trial began June 22nd, 1936, and during his trial, the media sensationalized him by calling him the Barbershop Casanova and Rattlesnake James. That's so much cooler than Snakey Joe. (laughs) Well, Snakey Joe didn't murder two or three people. (laughs) They overlooked the cruelty he put women through and focused more on the novelty snakes and his looks. The media even had him pose for photos in his jail cell. Come on. One picture shows him trying to cut away at his cell bars with a saw. Another shows him sitting with a cigar in hand and a smile across his face with the prison bars in the background. Disgusting. James was obviously found guilty. At the trial, he said his eyes barely shifted as his last appeal was denied. All he said was, I can take it. Let's just say that Rattlesnake James is not afraid to die. I think Good. He said, <laughs> he said Rattlesnake Bob James because his first name is Robert. Okay. Rattlesnake Bob James. Um, on May 2nd of 1942, Robert James became the last man to hang in the state of California in San Quentin Prison. B is for buh-bye. The, execu- the execution was botched. Oh, he no. Suffered, and he suffered... Uh, apparently because the rope was too long, which caused him to struggle for 10 minutes. So he uh, went out uh, not quickly or probably quietly. Yikes. To the warden, James's last words were, quote, I realize I've lived a bad life, but I've asked the Lord's forgiveness, and I think he has forgiven me. Uh, <laughs> quote the Lord, bet. Here's <laughs> your last fucking beat. The day of his execution, he said he didn't have any words to say and did not utter a single one. <laughs> and that is the story of Rattlesnake James. <laughs> huh. And Snakey Joe. Snakey Joe. Literally, and I... lightning Also, and okay, a side note on Snakey Joe for a second. He sold his snakes 10 cents a pound. Ha, huh. 10 cents. And he sold it by the pound. I'm just like, I wouldn't you, I would. <laughs> wouldn't you do it by the length of the snake? Or, huh. not to be a size queen, but like, wouldn't you do it by the length of the snake? <laughs> no, because if you sell it by the pound, you can feed it like five rats right before you sell it. Oh, that makes sense. Capitalism. <laughs> this See, snake is awfully snake. lumpy. <laughs> <laughs> and like, 
Well, yeah, I guess I'm just thinking because, like, uh, fucking snakes can, these particular kinds of snakes can get up to seven feet long. They're usually between three to seven feet long. Hmm. Um, yeah, and Ellie is going to tell you where to find us on the interwebs. We are on Facebook and Instagram and Patreon, Queers for Fears Podcast. We are on Twitter at Queers for Fears Pod. You can email us, podcastqueersforfears at gmail.com. And we are also on the regular ass having a website, internet, queersforfears.com. Hell yeah. Um, you want to support us on Patreon, you can check us out and also make sure that you share us with people that you think would like us and follow us on social media and wherever you get your podcast so that you never miss an episode. Thank you for listening. Stay queer. Stay creepy. Stay sneak free. Unless you're into that kind of thing. I like snakes. I mean, I'm not going to like murder anybody, but... <laughs> Weird kinky snake sex. I... Okay. We need to wrap this up. Bye! Bye! Bye. I gotta go... Oh, no.